Welcome to the St. Mary AME Church Weekly Podcast. I'm the Reverend James T. Taylor. We're located at 600 South Salem Street in Apex, North Carolina. Currently, we are not worshiping in the building, but we are providing a Zoom worship experience each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. That meeting ID number is 694-664-2392. The passcode is, in lowercase, S-T-M-A-R-O-Y, A-M-E. Come go with us as we look into the Word of God for strength and direction. Amen. We're definitely blessed in the city and we're blessed in the country. And matter of fact, you're blessed all over the place. And we need to let the world know that we don't believe in luck. We believe in being blessed. And so we are blessed. And no matter where you find yourself in your circumstance or situation, you are blessed because of what God is doing in our lives and how he continually keeps us and guides us along our way. At this time, we ask that Reverend Cross come and lead us in our morning prayer on this morning. Reverend Cross. Amen. God bless everyone. Let us all remember, turn our hearts and minds to the 23rd Psalm for our prayer this morning. And it says, the Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. He revives my soul and guides me along the path for his name's sake, the right path. Though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they come. You spread a table before me in the presence of those who trouble me. You have anointed my head with oil, and my cup is running over. Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thy prayer that God's word will just fulfill us in spirit and in truth and guide us along life's journey. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Cross, for that prayer. And let us keep in mind for all those that are going through bereavement, all those that we know that are still uh, sick. Uh, I understand that Shelter Miles is still uh, uh, sick. He uh, was in the hospital. I haven't heard anything else since that. Uh, but let us keep him also in prayer. And let us pray for those that we come in contact with, knowing that prayer changes things. At this time, we have our announcements. Our announcements is as follows, is that our uh, fourth quarterly conference will be April the 15th at 6 p.m. Uh, with the presiding elder. I have sent her all the information that she needs so that all we have to do is uh, log on. And I sent that information out. Uh, this past week, so you should get that. Just hit the log on, and you should be able to uh, get on without any problems. If you do have any issues, please uh, let me know as soon as possible, so we I can do what I need to do to get you uh, into that uh, to that quarter. Also, we know that our annual conference will be April the 29th through the 30th. That also will be a Zoom conference. Uh, and if you want to view that, uh, I, I think the bishop will send out a Zoom uh, invite. And what I will be able to do is forward that to you. So if you want that, send me a text so that I will be able to send you that Zoom information uh, so that you can you know, see what's going on during the annual conference. Also, uh, I spoke with Reverend Green on this past week. Uh, of course, uh, initially he was trying to plan together a, a, vac a vac the vaccine J&J, &J, uh, Johnson & Johnson, uh, and that's going to be May the 2nd, which is, the, uh, I think, the uh, first Sunday at 3 o'clock at Christian Home. He also asked that uh, if we know anybody, you know, let them know about that because they're definitely trying to uh, get all the underserved uh, uh, population. So let us, you know, be, keep that in mind. And and I think there were three people. He said that they will get a um, something from I think uh, invite or something uh, if they if the email. So he has those three people's name. And if not, what you just need to do is just show up. Uh, and he said that they will work you in, and that will begin at three o'clock uh, at Christian Home Church. So if you know anybody that need uh, or wants the vaccine, please give them the information uh, so that, and this is Johnson & Johnson, this is a, a one-shot deal. So uh, 
keep that in mind. Are there any other announcements? Reverend Green's church, they're taking anybody that wants it. Yes, anybody that wants it, uh, show up. Uh, uh, and he, and they, they have a pharmacist on site, and they will administer the J, the Johnson and Johnson uh, thing. And he said, all, the, everything that needs to be done, they will have everything you need on site. Uh, so press, uh, pass the word. Uh, is, is there anything else? Amen. If not, let us look into the Word of God for our foundational text this morning. We'll be coming from 1 Kings, the 18th chapter, beginning reading at the uh, 16th verse. 1 Kings, the 18th chapter, and the 16th verse begins like this. So Abadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. When he saw Elijah, he said to him, Is that you? You troubler of Israel. I have not made trouble for Israel, Elijah replied, but you and your father's family have. You have abandoned the Lord's command and have followed the, followed the Baals. Now summon the people from all over Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel and bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Esherah who eats at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. We're going to stop right there. That's going to be our foundational text this morning. And I decided to do something a little different this morning in regards to our uh, song. I, I think we want to play another song from our New Dimension Choir.
Amen. We said we weren't going to tell it, but we could not keep it to ourselves. This morning, as we look into the word of God, let us uh, approach it prayerfully and let the words resonate within our hearts. Let us pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. This morning, I want to use for a topic is that make a choice. Now, we have come through 40 days of Lent, uh, all the way up to Good Friday and then on Easter Resurrection Sunday. And now we see that our Lord and Savior is yet alive. And now, as I was reflecting upon Easter and the aftermath of Easter, uh, the thing that resonated within me is that we need to make a choice or to reaffirm the decisions that we have made in the past. So uh, the Bible is filled with scripture that tells us about making decisions. Uh, when God had brought Israel out of slavery in Egypt, he told them, this day I call heaven and earth as a witness against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. And then uh, uh, Joshua said, and Joshua said, he had led the children of Israel to the promised land. He said, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods of your forefathers and worship beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Isaiah even declared, come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and your soul will delight in the riches of fair. Listen to me, choose that which satisfies. And that was essentially what Jesus said. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all things shall be added unto you. If you want to have that which satisfies, choose God's kingdom and his righteousness. Uh, that's, that, because see, when we choose what God has for us, we are in line for the blessings of the Lord. So as we see, so when Elijah stood on the mountaintop challenging the prophets of Baal and Asheroth, he echoed the very same cry God has always put before his people. Choose, make a choice. How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. He's crying out, make a choice. As I was preparing this sermon, and, and, and it, it occurred to me that the previous chapter in Elijah didn't talk to anyone other than the king. He appeared out of nowhere, tells the king there is going to be a drought and there will be neither rain nor dew uh, in otherwise, for, for three and a half years. But now he doesn't talk just to the king. He addresses the entire nation of Israel. He tells King Ahab to assemble 900 prophets of Baal and Asheroth at Mount Carmel. 
and then stand and make a public challenge before all the people of Israel. He says to them, choose. If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. Make a choice. Get off the fence. Uh, there, there are times when people, they, they, they stay on the fence, de depending on how strong the wind is blowing. They will fall from the one side of the fence to the other. But you have to make a choice. Uh, in, 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 the Bible even says a double-minded man is unstable in all things. So you have to make a choice. And I believe that Elijah, uh, when he addressed the nation, he was telling them that, look, you got, you all have to make a choice. Yes, I have confronted your leader, but you cannot blame your leader on everything that you decide to do. A lot of times I remember that's what children would do. They would blame other children or, or blame their parents. But, but in all reality, you made a decision and a decision, yes or no, or I just don't know. That's, we need to understand, I just don't know is also a decision. Uh, so we, you, we cannot uh, use an excuse for not doing what we know is right. But the primary reason he came to preach this message was to let the people know that they have to make a decision. You got to make a choice. It, it, it is sad, you know, I, I, I've heard people talk about when you go to Africa, they don't have, and you, and you go to the grocery store, they don't have too many decisions to make because there's nothing much on the shelf. But you go to Publix and, and Food Line and Lowe's and you have at least 20 different items that are the same thing, but a different name. You got to make a decision. You got to make a decision. Are you going to do it organically? Are you going to do it generically? Or you have to make a decision. And you cannot stand in the grocery store all day long just wondering what is the best thing. You should have an idea as to, one, what your money going to make you buy. Oh, hallelujah, anyhow. Uh, Sometimes we have to make a decision based on what we have. And the same thing with our spiritual life. We have to make a decision when we realize what God has done for us and how he has brought us through. It should not be a hard decision to make because if God is God and God has healed your body, provided resources for you to live, we need to make the decision and let nobody else change our mind. An empty wagon makes a lot of noise. A lot of times we, we want to be around the noise, but we, we, we fail to look at the substance of what's in the wagon. And sometimes in the wagon, there's nothing in the wagon but a lot of noise. What, what you saying, preacher? I'm saying just because folk are shouting don't mean they know the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, anyhow. Uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you get, uh, people get so emotional that they get caught up. But you need to ask yourself why you're shouting and more importantly, what you're going to do when you stop shouting. Can you live like God will have us to live? 
And so we, we see that, that Elijah, he challenged them. He, he said, you got to make a decision. Now, it's just like when you're on your job and you're on your job, you have to make a decision as to what you're going to do. And you cannot compromise. Uh, uh, so, you know, a lot of times people decide to compromise uh, and they decide to, to mix and match their gods. They, they pray just enough to God to feel comfortable, but they spend a lot of their time down at the altar of Baal. In other words, the altar bell was more uh, flesh stuff. Uh, you, you, you know, see, that's one thing about uh, humanity is that God has given us the ability to, to have emotions. And, and, and a lot of times we let our emotions rule what we should be doing. And so I'm here to tell you that you don't let what you feel because your, your emotions changes from day to day. Oh, hallelujah in the house. If you woke up with some aches this morning, you, you may not be feeling so good. Uh, and your emotions say, I'm going to drag around. But well, you need to understand that don't let your emotions uh, move you. Don't let your emotions cause you to say stuff that you would not ordinarily say. Because what happens is that when words are put out, words cannot be returned. Oh, uh, so uh, Elijah appeared before the nations, uh, uh, and he, 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 he th these are the descendants of Jacob. He said, you are Israelites, uh, uh, uh and you belong to God. Uh, there's, there, there's, there's, there's nothing that, that you have to uh, think about. He said, you belong to God. Uh, and I'm here to tell you that we are the children of God and we belong to him. Uh, and since we belong to him, we need to choose God. If you are people of God, then why aren't you living like it? That's why when uh, he built his altar, he used a specific number of stones. Elijah used 12 stones and, uh, and, and Mount Carmel, and that was significant of the 12 tribes. He was telling his audience, you are God's people. Make a choice to follow him. I'm telling us today that we all are God's people and we need to make a choice. And the people of, of, of God, you know, you, you got to do what God calls you to do. And we, we got to understand that a lot of times people just prefer a little milk of the word. Uh, they don't want, they don't, they don't want the meat of the word. They, they want the milk of the word. Uh, but there come a time in your life, uh, that you gotta get some substance. Uh, uh, yes, when a baby is a baby, yes, you feed the baby milk. But there are times when you've been in church all your life, uh, and you still want some milk. God is saying you need to get off the bottle. Uh, you need to get and, 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 and put some substance to who you are and, and, and people know who you are by what you do. Now, people in our day, we do, we do the same thing that people in, 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 in the children of Israel did. They worship Jesus, but they were convinced that the other religions was okay too. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah they, they were convinced that everything, everything is all right. But we need to understand that God is doing a great thing in our midst, and we need to acknowledge who he is. None of these religions is remotely alike. Hindu, Buddhism, Islam, they're not remotely alike. 
They believe that they're, they're different uh, and they worship God is common, but it's irrational just on pure logic. And, and any God who reveal himself through all these world religions will either be a liar or a lunatic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. He'd be a liar if he told you one group, this is the way. And another group, no, this is not the way. Or he will be schizophrenic he, because he had multiple personalities. Or, oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and a lot of times we, we, we feel as though that the folk that, that they bless you on Sunday and curse you on Monday. Uh, I think that's schizophrenic. Oh, hallelujah. Because you, you can't jump from one side to the other side. And, and you cannot do like Flip Wilson said to him, the devil made me do it. The devil don't make you do nothing. You allow him to control what you want to do. Uh, it reminds me uh, all the time that when, when, when I see older people uh, and they are contrary, you, they can't get along with nobody. And I said this many times, uh, they just they got a contrary spirit. Uh, if it's too hot, uh, if it's too cold, if it's too cold, something and nothing is ever right. And I come to realize old age don't make you hateful. Old age don't make you contrary. You were that way when you were young, but you were able to control it. But now, since you got a little gray on your head, a little gray on your face, you think now that you can use old age as a, a, an excuse to be hateful. I'm going to tell, tell the truth and shame the devil. You were hateful you when you were 25. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. You, you're hateful. Uh, but you're able to control it. You're able to, con to dress it up. But now since you got old, you say, I'm going to be myself. But I'm here to tell you that you are always yourself uh, because, you, you know, uh, 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 you, you, a, a dog going to bark, uh, a chicken is going to crow because you are what you are. And, and so Elijah was telling the people of Israel and God is telling us we got to make a decision. We got to stop waking up on what they call the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. We need to be thankful that we got out of the bed. Matter of fact, we need to be thankful that we got a bed to sleep on. Uh, and so stop talking about, I just got a right. I don't feel good. I got, does it don't mess with me today. How you start your day is how your day is going to go. You start your day fussing, you're going to fuss all day long. Huh? But you got to make a decision. You got to make a choice to put Christ first in our lives. You see, many people live that kind of milk toast, a compromised kind of Christianity. But that's a recipe for disaster. The Israelites tried to compromise their faith and they ended up with three and a half years of drought. Their lives got hard. Their existence became harsh. They, they said they were God's people, but they were, God was for so far away from their mind. When you say you believe in one thing and you do something else, you are in a light, a lot of drought in your life. There will be discord. There will be uneasiness. There will be conflict. You'll find you'll never be totally at peace and you will not be satisfied with your life until you give it to Jesus. And Isaiah 32 and 1 through 7 says something like this. You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts you. 
and the fruit of righteousness will be peace. The effects of righteousness will be quietness and confidence forever. And Jesus promised, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Now you can choose God's kind of peace. Or you can try for the world's version. And the world's version of peace will last for a little while. The world's version of peace is short-lived. It's based upon how much money you have, how much power you have, how many friends you have, how entertained you can keep yourself. But if those things ever disappear or disappoint, you got nothing left. I, I know when I was in Africa, I, I, you know, and, and, I, and I realized that 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 the people there living in huts and living in shacks. But one thing they had, they were happy. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, and we compare what we have and think we should be happy. But uh, our society, our world has says the more toys you have, the happier are you. But I'm here to tell you that toys don't make you happy. Money don't make you happy. Uh, is, is what the rel your relationship with folk make you happy. Because there will come a time in your life that you, you can't pray to your car. There will come a time in your life that you can't pray to your money. There will come a time in your life that you gonna need some help. Uh, and it's more important that somebody bring you a glass of water and not look for something in return than you have to pay somebody. To bring you a glass of water. I'm so glad that God gives us peace that passes all understanding. And, and we got to keep our mind stayed on him. Jesus can give you peace that will last forever. And you won't lose anything. Hallelujah. Uh, you won't have to go to the ABC store. You won't have to go to the guy on the corner. Because when Jesus gives you peace, uh, there's joy on the inside. There's peace on the inside. And, and, and there come a time when you can't even sing. But you'll sing your song. People say, you can't sing, but you sing your song anyway. Because God told us that all he want us to do is sing. He didn't say nothing about how in tune you were. He didn't say how, how you could carry the note. Oh, hallelujah. And there come times in your life that you're all by yourself, uh, that you make up your own song. Uh, and, and that your own song is, is like, is like a salve to the, to the hardness that you have to go through because God, the Holy Spirit, Spirit is speaking through you. I'm so glad that the Lord loves us enough that, that he comes to see about us. And peace rules the day when Christ rules your mind. Let me say that one more time. Peace rules the day when Christ rules your mind. That's what we want. But we got to make a choice. We got to make a decision. And when we refuse to decide, we refuse to live on a difficult side of the track. You cannot have Jesus' peace if you try to compromise between the world and God. It just won't work. All you get when you do is conflict and confusion. Uh, and that, that's why you go to the doctor for, for some pills. Uh, you need a little van to, to solve your nerves. Uh, because it, it's not what's, it's what's going on on the inside. That's conflict. And if you can medicate the conflict, <laughs> hallelujah, 
You, you, you think you're doing okay, but I'm here to tell you, it's just like people that have mental illness. Uh, they, they, they take the pills and they feel good and they, and they think, oh, I don't need the pills no more. But let me tell you, the pills keeps you stable. And just the dose of the Holy Ghost, just a little Jesus will keep you stable. When all else is falling and when all else is, is going haywire, uh, there, there are times uh, you, you, you've seen old people and they, they begin to rock uh, and they just hold themselves uh, because they're saying, I'm, I'm, I'm being rocked in the arms of Jesus. Uh, and, and they said, nobody knows the trouble I've seen, but I know who brought me out of my trouble. Um, I, I know who was a doctor that when I could not go to a doctor, when I could not afford the doctor. Oh, yeah, the old folks knew how to go out in the woods uh, and dig stuff up. Oh, come on here now. I, I know we have been trained to go to the to, to Walgreens and CVS, but there was a time in our lives that, that, that the old folk knew about the folk remedies. They went out there and said this little root you bought it, it'll take care of your arthritis. Uh, uh, this, little, this, this little twig here you bought it, and that'll take care of your rheumatism. Hallelujah. But now, we, all we know is to run to, the do, run to the doctor, then he runs you to the farm and he, he drains your pocketbook. And that is one of the reasons why our society is so hooked up on drugs because the doctor is a pusher. Hallelujah, anyhow. Uh-huh. And you people wonder why they, they, they hooked because your doctor got you hooked. Uh, but I'm here to recommend Dr. Jesus. Uh, because if, if you, you talk to Dr. Jesus, uh, he will lead you in the right direction. And I'm here to let the world know that God is still God. Uh, that he's a healer that has never lost the case. Uh, that all we have to do is make a decision. I know sometimes you may, you may feel alone. Uh, there are folk, uh, I do believe sometimes they just join the church for fire insurance. Uh, but I'm here to tell you that God don't want you to join the church because of fire insurance. He wants you to join the church because you in love with the Lord. And when you're in love with him, you spend time with him. I'm so glad that the Lord is able to do all things but fail for us. And we have to let the world know that I made a decision. Oh, oh my God. And we got to let the world know that when you make a decision, just like when, uh, 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 when David was talking to his wife, uh, oh, hallelujah, and, 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 and she started talk, start talking that crazy stuff, uh, but David knew uh, who he, who had brought him through. David knew that when he was out there on the shepherd's field, handling, handling sheep, uh, that the God uh, that he served and the God that he knew began to talk to him, uh, begin to let him write psalms uh, and let him know that everything is all right. Uh, and see, you got to tell somebody that you know when they're talking about it you, you you spend too much time talking about that Jesus you got to let him know that if it had not been for God uh, on my side I wouldn't be here today uh, so I'm not going to put down because you don't understand my shout you don't understand the joy I give when I think about the goodness of Jesus you don't know what he done you don't know where he brought me from and I'm not going to stop praising him because if it had not 
not been for him, uh, some of us would be in jail today. If it had not been for him, uh, some of us would be in the graveyard today. If it had not been for him, uh, some of us have lost our mind. Uh, there are people who went through the same thing that you went through. And then they're residing in Dorothy Dix. Uh, but I'm so glad that the Lord gives us peace that passes all understanding. And we need to understand something. We don't know all. We don't know it all. We wonder sometimes why we go through what we, we don't know why we go through what we go through, what we go through. We got to stop pitching our tent in the valley, put it on our backs and say, I'm moving up out of here. If I got to move, dragging my left leg, pulling my left foot, I'm getting up out of here. Because there's sunshine, there's peace, there's joy on the other side of the hill. And think about this here. I remember when I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro and we, we got, we were about four days in and you, you're tired and you, you want to turn back, but you can't turn back. Because there's nothing to turn back to. Ah, and the same thing when our spiritual life, when it get difficult, you can't turn back. You got to keep pushing forward because the the exhilaration, the joy that you will have when you get to the mountaintop. Hallelujah. Ah, uh, we are going to get to the mountaintop. We got to go through some stuff. Anything worth having is worth working for. If you get it easy. You let somebody come and take it from you. But if you had to work hard for it, you will fight tooth and nail that nobody would take it from you. Elijah faced off against the most powerful and the most prominent prophets. He gave them an advantage and he said, let's see whose God can deliver. <laughs> and when the smoke cleared, their guards came up empty. Hallelujah. When you're dealing with folk and they all are negative about how, you, how you're walking with the Lord, just keep on walking. Time will tell. The smoke will clear. And you'll find out who's standing. So let's take the best that society has to offer and see how well things turn out for us. Elijah stood on Mount Carmel and basically told the people, watch and see what God supplies. But once you see the contrast, you need to make a choice. But now you need to make a choice. Make a decision. If God is God, then follow him. If God is God, Reflect upon your life and see where you came from and where you are today. And that will let you know that the God that you have been serving, the God that you have been crying out to, is able to do all things but fail. And I'm so glad that he's a keeper. And the word says that those who keep their mind stayed on him, he will keep you.
But I'm here to tell you, you got to want to be kept. You know what I said? You got to want to be kept. Because if you don't want to be kept, can't nobody bring you to the point of where God will have you to be. I trust and believe that something has been said to encourage your heart, to bring you closer into the reality of who Jesus Christ is. And as we prepare our hearts and minds, let us think about making the decision that we may have peace as we keep our minds stayed on him. Amen, amen. We recognize that Jesus is the light of the world and that through that light we have found our direction, we have found our peace, and we have found our understanding as to who he is and who we are. 
If our minds are stayed on him, we will continually always be walking in the path in which he has directed us. If our hearts and minds are clear, we're ready for our benediction. God, you are so fit for us to gather in this way to worship you. It is not because we're perfect people, but because you are an awesome God and worthy to be worshipped. Thank you for making us worthy to stand before you to worship through your son, Jesus the Christ. Lord, as we close this worship experience, may our worship be acceptable before you today. Thank you for the wonderful time we have shared. May we continue in your word and use it for your glory. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen and amen until we meet again. And I look forward to seeing you again on the 15th at 6 o'clock with our presiding elder. May God bless you. And also, I will look at the technical difficulties that we experienced this morning and see, can I see what the cause was? If And also that on, uh, on Sunday mornings, if uh, you can't log in, send me a text so I know that there is a problem or I'll be going like, oh, there's only three people today. So just let, just let me know so I can start working and resolving the problem. Okay, be blessed and have a great week and weekend. Amen.